month of July, Independence Day. All right, so I'm gonna stream this live, and I'm gonna try to. I've got multiple screens, so I'm gonna try that. But we're here to um, declare our independence um, from tyrants. I've. I wish it was we could be like we used to be to celebrate Independence Day, and um, all we have to worry about is uh. Make sure we don't burn the shed down with the fireworks. But this is a very critical 4th of July. And we have, we don't have much, anything to worry about because as you can see behind me, you see that flag. It's an appeal to heaven. I've got it on the screen right now, an appeal to heaven. We'll look at that in a minute. And. We have been taken over by tyrants, globalists, We've been taken over by the New World Order. You know, the election was stolen in 2020. Uh, they accomplished their coup d'etat, and they've been occupying the government for three years now, um, or for at least two. And so they are tearing down our country. Um, we have many grievances and we're going to declare independence and we're going to give you, um, give you a little bit of history for Independence Day and some more, um, more current history. So first, um, I preached on this for Independence Service Sunday. If you want to go to the YouTube channel, it's a uh, Carbon Hill First Free Will Baptist. You pull that up, and then you'll see the sermon for the uh, July second for the Independence Day service, and this would be similar to that. But resistance against tyrants is obedience to God. And that's what we're going to do today. Now, Galatians 1. Go ahead and turn to there. Galatians. It's actually chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5 says, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. And then you scroll down to verse 13 and 14. It says, For brethren, you have been called into liberty. Only use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh, but by love serve one another. For all the law is fulfilled in one word, even this, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. So as we celebrate Independence Day, and we look back to the history of it, we see that the Founding Fathers did just that. They sacrificed their life and their time for you and for me so that we could be free. We are free because they 
sacrifice their fame, fortune, and their sacred honor so that we could be free. They gave up a lot. They signed the Declaration of Independence. They'd been fighting for going on 10 years, maybe more, against the British. Um, fought six years before that, the uh, Boston Massacre. Um, tensions were tight between the colonists, the patriots, and the British soldiers and those that supported the crown instead of supporting their own colonies. And fights broke out, which eventually erupted into the Revolutionary War. And they declared their independence. But before, well, after the Boston Massacre, but before 1776 and the Declaration of Independence, uh, George Washington made an appeal to heaven. Was, as you'll see on the screen. Uh, let me see if I can send it to the screen. Real quick, bear with me. Thought I did already, but it didn't apparently. All right, let's see if you can see this. There you go. An appeal to heaven. You see the verse there is Second Corinthians eight twenty one. For we aim at what is honorable, not only in the Lord's sight, but also in the sight of man. Notice this flag, and probably the first thing you thought about, if you hadn't seen this flag before, is that it looks like a Christmas tree. So, what I said was that the only celebrate the Christmas in July that I was going to have from now on was to celebrate this Christmas tree this appeal to heaven flag and it was one of the first flags flown over our country and actually George Washington flew it you see in the left side there it says this flag flown by George Washington commander-in-chief of the Continental Army in October 1775 is a symbol of solidarity conviction and encouragement to fight for liberty I'm going to go ahead and read this whole article for the um, the podcast audio viewers only. 
says, uh, through the years, Thomas Jefferson's infamous separation of church and state statement has been perverted, exaggerated, and repeatedly used to drive men and women of faith out of public service. Appeal to Heaven agrees with the former president that the church and the state must be separate. We deny, however, the interpretation that those who have committed to Christ should not participate in the political process. Many of the men who signed the Declaration of Independence had some Bible school or seminary training and our founding documents and buildings give credence to Almighty God. These references certainly do not imply a disregard for the teachings of Scripture or those who preach, teach, and believe those principles. ATH is began because we saw far too few men and women entering politics who took their Christian faith serious. We heard the usual excuses, politicians are dirty, the Lord isn't welcoming government anymore, my family and job take up my time so I don't have time to get involved in something where I really can't make a difference. With that reality in mind, we're gathering a network of fellow believers serving Christ in public office to fellowship, encourage, and serve one another in our common mission. And that's what I've been doing is stepping up as a pastor, and I'm the associate pastor there at Carbon. Hill First Real Baptist Church now in Carbon Hill, Alabama. And what I've been doing even before that is I was working with uh, Pastor Mark Burns in uh, Pickens, uh, South Carolina, in Greenville, South Carolina. He was running for Congress there in South Carolina. And he, uh, we were leading the charge against the, uh, LGBTQ plus PIA, whatever it is now, I can't ever keep up with it. But we were leading the charge there and, and we weren't protesting, but we were having church services, worship services in the presence of the churches that were supporting drag queens. Drag queen, um, Christian called Drag Queen Story Time at Church. There were churches there that were doing that, and at least one of the churches that we rallied against, uh, for, because we're not against them, but we're for them. We're trying to, we shared the truth with them, and we gave them opportunity to repent to the Lord. But that's what we're doing. Christians, pastors standing up. I'm talking to the sheriff, and educating the sheriff on the vaccine uh, damage that has been created, the fact that the globalist, the New World Order, has attacked us and we're in the middle of a genocide, like it's probably going to be worse than the Holocaust once it's said and done. Every time I pull up a web my web browser for work, I see three celebrities that are dead. This one died, this one died, this one died. Most of them are in their 20s. 30s and 40s just died suddenly every single time I open the web browser it's showing this died suddenly died this this person died this person died it never used to be like that and it's because of the shots the COVID-19 vaccines the mRNA or mon mRNA uh, the nanoparticles lipid nanoparticles is killing people it's causing blood clots causing myocarditis and it's killing people so I've been standing up against that. I'm trying to get 
the sheriff on board so that he'll ban the shots in the in the, the county that I live in, Walker County, and start investigating those that are still pushing it. I'm still seeing Alabama Health advertisements pushing to get boosters, wear masks, um, get boosters and keep people safe. And so that's crimes against humanity. So, but I got to get the sheriff up to speed. So I'm working on that right now. Let's continue with this article. Um, the white pine. There was a time when eastern white pines lined the landscape of the American colonies with heights more than 250 feet tall. These trees met England's military and commercial needs for selling ship masts for their own purposes. The colonists claimed the supply of trees close to the ocean. The Broad Arrow Act, however, allowed the king's men to take an unlimited number of trees inland. This act caused such resentment against the crown that it helped to start the Revolutionary War. The white pine was placed on Revolutionary War flags to remind the colonies of the overreach of the government. An appeal to heaven history. John Locke used the, the appeal to heaven phrase in his work, Two Treatises of Government. What is my remedy against a robber that so broke into my house? Appeal to the law for justice. But perhaps justice is denied, or I am crippled and cannot stir, robbed and have not the means to do it. If God has taken away all my means of seeking remedy, there is nothing left but patience. But, my son, when able, may seek the relief of the law which I am denied. He or his son may renew his appeal till he recover his right. But the conquered or their children have no court nor arbitrator on earth to appeal to. Then they may appeal as Jephthah did to heaven and repeat their appeal till they have recovered the native right of their ancestors which was to have such a legislative over them as the majority should approve and freely acquiesce in. This inspirational phrase used by John Locke was emblazoned on George Washington's Revolutionary War flag to remind those over whom it flew that after all other alternatives of seeking justice have been exhausted, only an appeal to heaven remains. Colonists who saw it were reminded to be wholly reliant upon heaven and the God who reigned supreme. Their focus was Jesus Christ and their concern was living by conviction without fear of a worldly cost. Considering the warfare of our generation, it defies logic for a soldier to enter battle carrying a flag rather than a sword or a gun. When the man carrying the flag was wounded or killed in battle, another man dropped his weapon to pick up the flag. The flying of the flag established the identity not only of the soldiers, but of those they fought to defend. Leaving their identity on the ground was never an option. Some flags are flown and emblems are worn to show what a person is. Status symbols. The appeal to heaven flag is flown or worn to show who a person is. A man or a woman who does not look to men or government for approval, but lives by the principles of their convictions and appeals to Almighty, to the Almighty for protection, provision, 
and justice. There goes their mission if you want to go to that website. We, um, have a lot to be thinking about, a lot that uh, we need to get serious because we're about to be in battle. We've been in battle. We've been in fifth generation warfare. So I've been fighting the, the, the devil for years, and I've just, uh, through the pandemic, I've seen by finding experts on the subject the all the fingers of the devil in all these little areas, especially the areas of government and politics. You know, I knew when I was since I was, you know, probably ten years old is when I started paying attention to it and I didn't really follow it, but when it was on Fox News, which is what my grandparents had on when I was with them, or Maybe in the living room, my parents had it on, but they ne never, not really. Um, they didn't sit and watch TV like that. But you could see these people, like Hillary Clinton, for example. And I could tell because me being a Christian, me living for the Lord, being a missionary, I had this sense with the Holy Spirit guiding me. I could have this sense that this person isn't a good person this person seems like a wicked person to me i could tell by looking at her just on the tv this is a wicked person these people are wicked and so what we've learned from what i've learned from that point to this point we can see that our country is being run by pedophiles and they are trafficking children that's why our southern border is open that's why the government why you vote and the person we voted for doesn't get to be elected into office, but someone else is installed instead of the person you voted for. The The majority of the country voted for a particular person, but somebody else goes in. That's another clue that the government's corrupt, that it's been taken over. And we have this... Our remedy is that, that flag that George Washington flew. I wonder why we were never told about that flag. If anyone, it was very few. But George Washington, as the commander-in-chief of the Continental Army, flew the Appeal to Heaven flag. I don't know, I keep bringing up proof that our country is a Christian country. But this government is trying to hide it, trying to delete it um, through the, what, the summer of love and the, the mostly peaceful riots where they burn everything down. They were burning down our history, our memorials, our statutes, our buildings. And right now, France is on fire and burning down. They're, these um, African the caliphates are destroying the France. But it's all being pushed by George Soros and people like him. He happens to be a Jew, which happened to be 
um, rounding up Jews on rail cars and sending them to their death. That's who's in charge. Lord Soros has sent, what, 800 DAs across the country, the United States of America, and put them in the DA's office, offices of their, their, the job of a criminal job. Let the criminals loose and jail the law-abiding citizens, the ones that step up and stand up to defend their life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness. The ones that stand up to protect their families from being hurt, molested, or killed. It's all backwards. And it may seem we've done everything and there's nothing left to do. I know for a fact that the voting's not going to do anything unless we overwhelm overwhelm the votes where it's obvious. But isn't that what happened with in in the uh, 2020? Isn't that what happened? Wasn't the votes overwhelming, but they still stole it? Uh, I would say vote and go vote and get everybody you can to vote, but don't expect that to fix it. Be ready with your uh, Second Amendment and be ready to defend because that's it this is the last we've been under um communist rule for three years going on three years now and this isn't a free country anymore and it's up to us the people that understand why we had the freedom and why we were able to to celebrate independence for so long and restore it because it's not in its former glory. There's a poem I want to read by Kay Hoffman. It's titled America I Love. It says, Thank you, God, for the this dear land, America I love, for rolling hills and fertile plains, for spacious skies above. Thank you, God, for noble men who kept the vision clear to forge from that vast wilderness this land we now hold dear. For homes and schools and farmlands, factories great and small, for the right to worship as we please, the dearest gift of all. May we not lose sight, O God, caught up in power's thrust, that this great land was founded on faith and love and trust. And may we daily kneel in prayer, lifting thanks above, for greatly you have blessed our land, America, I love. sing America the beautiful they sing God bless the USA we have to recognize that it has been stolen from us it has been taken away and we have criminals in charge one of my last podcasts on my podcast Joshua Ministries um, I uh, exposed well I, I found a I re I'm relaying the message. I don't. I haven't dug up all of this information on the podcast, but the one I'm speaking of. But I relaying a message from a journalist that has been doing the research and other um, firsthand individuals, victims of human trafficking and such. And I preached a message on it at church on the human trafficking and the witches and sorcerers and 
the tunnels and the kind of some of the flow of traffic that they're using to get across the border to traffic the humans and some of the sacrifices that they're doing with the children. And that's what I preached on last Sunday. Well, Sunday before last, actually, last Sunday it was Independent Sunday, Sunday before that. But you try to share such things, speaking the truth, and it's banned. My YouTube channels I had two. I'd set up one. They banned it when I was trying to get the information out in the heat of the pandemic. They deleted it. They deleted the second channel on um, Facebook, which was most everybody I know in church and in, in the in the mission work has Facebook. They haven't gotten past Facebook yet, so I used Facebook to share information with them. Well, I was getting banned on Facebook, been put in Facebook jail. So I started a podcast. I've been doing the podcast for three years and been censored on it. I'm being censored on the podcast, trying to comment on other podcasters, trying to, you know, get in touch with certain people. But anyway, in spite of that, in spite of being censored and trying to, to wipe away the truth, keep speak it out. The truth is. Our government has been taken over, and it's the government against us. I could show you uh, the Department of Homeland Security articles saying that I am a domestic terrorist. Anyone that, that spread mis, dis, or malinformation is a domestic terrorist. Anyone that has a Gadsden flag or a Betsy Ross flag or a 2A flag is a is a domestic terrorist do you see where this is going our government is not a we the people and is not american an american government or they wouldn't be going after the americans it should be obvious hopefully it's obvious by now but so we're gonna have to stand up and kick them out that's what we're gonna have to do But first, we have to appeal to heaven. Since this is Independence Day, we celebrate it on July 4th. I wanted to go back to this article that's here in front of you. A second declaration of independence by the 50 United States of America signed by President Donald Trump on July 4th, 2020. To the new Republic of the United States, transcribed by Mark Bowman, Bowman, 2-9-2020 from the parchment paper from the original. Now notice here, it says 2020. Did you know about this? That there was a second declaration of independence by Donald Trump? The government, the regime that is now in charge of the mainstream media has been covering the truth up. You understand that we're a republic and we're not the District of Columbia, right? You know that we are, we the people are part of our each, our very own states, republics, and not the corporation of the United States, District of Columbia. You know the District of Columbia is not part of the United States of America, we the people. It's two different governments. It should be obvious by now. But Donald Trump signed the Declaration of Independence claiming that and he declared the grievances 
our, we the people's grievances against a corrupt, a tyrannical government. Trusting our cause is just and having prayed for the fortitude of brave spiritual wickedness in high places, we citizens of America make this announcement to the shareholders of the U.S. corporation. He says it right there including the city of London, the British Crown, and the Vatican, and their operatives in the, the medical government and society. Second Declaration of Independence by the 50 United States of America. With the utmost respect and admiration for the founders of America and the framers of the original Declaration of Independence, the American people hum humbly emulate their thoughtful, measured response to certain perpetual and ascending tyranny and despotism. We too believe it is a moral obligation of those privileged with knowledge and opportunity to work on behalf of the people, that the people are served best when their benefactors choose unity over division, nationalism over globalism, sovereignty over submission, and liberty over oppression, that all human beings are equal in their innate value, that America was founded under God, and that our God-given rights may be may not be revoked, suspended, negated, or abridged without due process. What distinguishes the Second Declaration of Independence from its progenitor is the object from which we seek independence. Regrettably, to our great misfortune, shame, and dismay, and despite the recurrent warnings and accorded safeguards, a cable of foreign investors and privateers have managed to gain possession of our land, our wealth, our labor, our well-being, our future, and even our children. Although history has become muddied with varied interpretations of cardinal events, including the surreptitious adoption of a second corporate constitution and uncertain ratification of several amendments destructive to the people, it matters only that on or more alien groups lay claim to America and its assets, rather than speculate on motives and weigh unprofitably to biased accounts, unverifiable information, and plenteous theories and opinions, we engage a perfect solution wherein we exact independence from all claimants, past and present, proclaimed, identified, or veiled. As such, the usurpers named in this declaration are representative and not specific or exhaustive, regardless of supposed ancestry, preceded instrument or process. Now he's going to go through the grievances. I think there's actually 56 grievances on this second Declaration of Independence. I'm telling you that the truth is being hid and you're not hearing the truth on the mainstream media. You're not hearing it by Fox and you're not hearing it by CNN or any of the fake news. It's all fake news. You got to dig for the truth and you got to look for it. It ain't going to come to you. I'll tell you that right now. So Donald Trump signed the Second Declaration of Independence three years ago. And I want to tell you now that Donald Trump, he, he is like, he's leading like over 60 points ahead of anybody else that's running for the 2024 election. But all the Americans are rallying behind President Donald Trump because he is the legitimate president. He should have been in office and he is actually the real president. And he actually said in the rally while he was in South Carolina, rally over the weekend, um, one thing he said that I think now 
he's he's headed the right direction that he would investigate what he would look into he would investigate what is causing autism and what is causing all these neurological disorders and damage to people he never came out and said that he was going to ban the vaccines and he was going to um go after hold those criminally guilty of crimes against humanity for those that pushed the COVID-19 vaccine. He didn't say that, but he said he was subtle in saying it. He named autism, neurological disease, and something else and said he was going to investigate it and get to the bottom of it. So I think that was, that was what we needed to hear and what we had been waiting to hear. And he finally said it. So, because that was, because that's what one of the, the convictions that I've had is to stand up against the, the medical tyranny that we've had. And I've done what I can, maybe not the best that I could, but I did what I could and still am. So let's read through some of these grievances. We might read all of them. Although simply enumerating transgressions and usurpations would suffice to justify insularity, Recounting significant events reveals important facts that are missing from history. These forgotten facts add insight, perspective, and clarity, illuminating our best way forward. The inevitable civil war destroyed America's economy, ripped families apart, and cast a questionable shadow on the future of a once promising nation. America was in trouble financially and needed a massive infusion of capital to get back to its feet. Number two, a cabal of nation-building venture capitals from Europe agreed to finance America's recovery, but demanded an active role in government to ensure their investment. In 1871, mired in debt, Congress worked out a partnership in exchange for boundless financial support. The foreign investors handle America's administrative needs. Number three, although initially it seemed to be an innocuous concession, the consequences of allowing the nation-building venture capitalists to conduct America's business beyond the protections of the U.S. Constitution proved catastrophic. The investors quickly embedded operations throughout the foreign-owned corporate government in Washington, D.C., began serving the interest of America's financiers over the people. In 1871, America effectively lost its independence and the nation-building venture capitalists became our new masters. That was in 1871. By the early 1900s, the foreign investors that bankrolled America controlled the major newspapers and news services, enabling them to shape what is reported and how it is to be framed. They had to cover their tracks before being exposed and repudiated by the people. Number five, the nation-building venture capitalists worked to soften America's imperturbable elevated system of government. The founders had formed a constitutional republic instead of a democracy, specifically to prevent citizens in the majority from oppressing those in the minority. By doing what is best for their district or state, rather than enforce the majority will, representatives serve all citizens equally, eliminating the noise, division, and violence intrinsic to democracies. Being in control of the narrative, the foreign investors' ingenious promoted the fallacy that America is a democracy 
trusting that the deception would lead to unrest and chaos that world that would make America vulnerable, creating additional opportunities for infiltration and manipulation. In 1913, the foreign investors established the Anti-Defamation League to slander anyone who exposed them and their infiltration into American politics. In 1913, by the way of the 16th Amendment, the foreign investors were granted the authority to tax the American people directly, something expressly prohibited by the original Constitution that the people would willingly subject themselves to forced confiscation of their property, their labor, is illogical, putting the legitimacy of ratification in question. In 1913, by way of the 17th Amendment, the foreign investors breached an important safeguard that protected our Constitution Republic form from infiltration of enemy forces. Previously, senators were statesmen appointed by the respective state legislators as a check on the House of Representatives raiding the public treasury. Henceforth, senators would run as glorified House representatives reduced to promising free public money and services to votes. The authenticity of ratification is unlikely because the state legislators would not willingly surrender their authority to bridle the appetite of the people's house nor would they accede to transfer more power to the federal government, opening yet another door for the international bankers to buy the influence they need to further their grip on America. In 1913, the foreign investors gained control of our currency by pushing through Congress the Federal Reserve Act, establishing a foreign-owned central banking system, despite the dire warnings of President Thomas Jefferson, Andrew Jackson, Abraham Lincoln, Andrew Johnson, James Garfield and William McKinley. The Federal Reserve Act passed with the help of compromised legislators between 1.30 a.m. to 4.30 a.m. on December 22nd, when most members were away on Christmas holiday. Number 10. In 1920, Congress, by the way of the Independent Treasury Act, turned over the U.S. Treasury Department and its assets, our gold and silver, to the Federal Reserve, the central bank system owned by the foreign investors established 1913. Number 11, in 1921, the Council on Foreign Relations was formed under cover advancing America's interests in the world. In fact, the CFR is sponsored by the City of London and serves to advance the interests of the foreign-owned Federal Reserve by direction, President, Congress, and the narrative through operate operatives in their news information networks. Number 12, in 1925, the owners of the Federal Reserve formed the United States Corporation. Just five out of the 100 shares issued were identified with the balance of the shareholders of U.S. Corp. remaining anonymous, yet the money held leads to money held leads to the city of London, the British Crown, and the Vatican. The tax dollars we send to the Internal Revenue Service go to the International Monetary Fund and the World Bank, which are under their control. Number 13, the official formation of the U.S. Corp. set the stage for the transformation of America from a constitutional republic of the people to a corporation owned by foreign interests and their families. Over the next few years, the individual states were registered as corporations as well, making them franchises of the U.S. Corps. 
representatives of senators neither uh, represent nor work for the American people. Rather, they are managers of U.S. corporation, and as such, they're obliged first to serve its best interest. The president is just the president of America. He is the CEO of He's not just the president of America. He is the CEO of U.S. Corp. U.S. Corporation. He is a CEO. Why do you think all the businesses run everything? All the corporations run everything. It's not a government. It's a business. Our own individual states, the Republic of, Republic of Alabama, the Republic of South Carolina, so on. That's government. But the District of Columbia, the U.S. Corp, that's a corporation, that's a business. That's why they've been running amok, is because corporations, CEOs have been in charge. Why do you think you can't get Lindsey Graham out? He makes me mad. Number 14, the abbreviated term United States was purposely used to represent both America and the U.S. Corp to blur the distinction between them. I am an American. I am an Alabamian. I'm not part of that business. I'm declaring my independence today, and I've actually sent in an affidavit of repudiation declaring to them my independence of them and their corporation that I do not tolerate their actions anymore. The original U.S. Constitution was quietly supplanted by an imposter, corporate, all capital letters, Constitution that bears a similar name and appearance again to confuse and deceive the American people. Specifically, the Constitution for the United States, you see that's capital, um, capital lowercase, was replaced by the Constitutional of the United States, that's all capital. So if you see capital lowercase, that was the legitimate. And then you see the Constitution of the United States, all capital, that's the corporation policy. The latter's corporate statutes becoming the supreme law of the land. The statutes, color of law, not law. Number 15, in 1933, the U.S. federal government declared bankruptcy and President Roosevelt, its acting CEO, signed over to U.S. Corp. America and its assets, including the people and our labor. The bankruptcy of 1931 that was arguably unnecessary, ceremonial in nature, and contrived and orchestrated without the consent of the people, completed the heist and transfer of America and its assets to the same foreign interests who own the U.S. Corp. Number 16, in the bankruptcy of 1933, U.S. Corp. forced the American people to surrender their gold in trade for debt notes called dollars, fiat currency that is not any real value and that is depreciated continually through inflation to where it is worth just four cents today. Number 17, the bankruptcy of 1933 put U.S. Corp. in a state of emergency, allowing it to implement admiralty law made evident by the gold fringe around the American flag. When in a U.S. corporation courtroom, you are considered at sea and not a citizen of America. Number 18, in 1936, U.S. court began issuing social security numbers to turn otherwise sovereign Americans into trustees of corporate fiction, making our labor taxable, which would otherwise be unconstitutional. According to the U.S. court, you are not a 
live man or woman, but rather a representation of a corporation in your name. I am a man. I've been, I was created by God and I was put on this earth to have dominion over this earth. And that's what I'm claiming. That's what I have claimed. And that's where I stand. There is no corporation between me and God. And I'm here to declare independence from all of their corruption. Number 19. In 1945, the anonymous owner of the U.S. Corp. founded the United Nations under the guise of spreading peace, civility, and humanitarian assistance throughout the world. Yet the true purpose is to condition citizens to recognize the international authority. A first step in establishing their promised new world order in which the U.S. Constitution is retired to make room for a universal totalitarian government. Number 20, United Nations Publications Agenda 21 and Agenda 30 reveal the New World Order agenda calling for the end of nationalism, patriotism, private property, individual rights, the two-parent family, automobiles, air travel, and the right to defend ourselves from a tyrannical government. In keeping with their goal of sustainable development, they plan to reduce the population by over 90%, ridding America and the world of dissidents and useless eaters. The remaining useful servants are to live in coastal communities wherein they will be stacked and packed in micro-apartments. Uh, have you heard of the line? Is it in Saudi Arabia? They're making a line, which is like a glass building in the desert. That's what that's for. Have you heard of 15-minute cities? That's what that's for. Have you heard of vaccine passports? That's what that's for. Number 21. The only thing standing in the way of their new world order is a strong, prosperous, and secure America. To achieve their goal of world domination, America must lose its sovereignty and leadership position. And thus, while the owners of the U.S. Corp. quietly work to undermine our culture, systems, beliefs, standards, aspirations, and morals for over a hundred years, employing unrestrained methods and tactics. They've been at this for over a hundred years. And it's time that we, the people, the ones that are currently alive, wake up to this fact that we've been taken over and we're not the America that our founding fathers envisioned and take it back. We've been under tyrannical rule. The same ones that our founding fathers fought and died fighting against. Since what, 1609 we've had this country? Did an ancestry search on a, a single line of my my ancestors, and I've traced them back to uh, 1725. I have a, a grandmother who was born in 1725 in Virginia, and a grandfather who was born in 1725 or so in Ireland, and moved here in 1743. Or 1745 so I have been here my family has been here I have a heritage that was here in America before this corrupt government before the corrupt government existed but we had patriots we had colonists that were stood for their liberty fought for their liberty spoke out they didn't go they didn't be quiet they didn't acquiesce to tyrants 
So I have a heritage of living free, being a man. And then going beyond that, that's why we have this country, the freedom that we've had, used to have, that we that were fighting to keep, was because we had made an appeal to heaven. We we threw off the chains of tyrants, sailed to a land to America, and worshiped God freely the way he convicted us to. And we're going to keep it that way. Number 22. With millions of dollars at their disposal every year from taxing our labor, the owners of the U.S. court fund leftist nonprofit groups, including the Council on Foreign Relations, that work to subvert our nation and silence anyone in opposition. They ingrate uh, gratiate the officials and administrators who run the largest charities and organizations, including the AMA, the APA, the CDC, the FCC, the SEC, and the FDA, and they embed operatives in the State Department, the Department of Justice, and intelligence agencies, official and covert, including the NSA, FBI, and CIA. Number 23. In trade for generous grants and endowments, the anonymous owners of the U.S. Corp shaped the curriculum and political sentiment of the public schools, colleges, and universities, ensuring the next generations, our children, harbor disdain for their country, their history, their culture, their families, and even their ethnicity. Number 24. The anonymous owners of the U.S. Corp keep the people in the dark about the true history of America, the greatest heist and cover-up in history by controlling public education, the major publishers, the news services, the airwaves, and the social and information networks. The for Number 25, the foreign owners of the U.S. Corp prop up puppets throughout society and government, allowing them to make millions of dollars in trade and perpetrating their agenda of secrecy and subjugation of America. These traders include prominent politicians, news readers, pundits, authors, movie stars, and the heads of the social news and the information networks, major sports teams, music and entertainment industries, and corporate conglomerates responsible for over 90% of the products designed, manufactured, advertised, purchased, financed, and consumed. Number 26, by the way of funding campaigns and fixing elections, the owners of U.S. Corp obligate the most influential politicians to further their agenda of breaking Americans socially and financially. They promote disdain for country, dependency on government, indulgence, lawlessness, and immorality to spoil and dishearten citizens, predisposing them to trade their sovereignty for the false promises of an international unelected government sponsored by the world elites. By the way of the Democrat Party and operatives posing as television hosts, entertainers, journalists, pundits, and policy experts, the owners of the U.S. Corp brainwash and condition the people to accept invalid arguments and pseudoscience that call for globalism, socialism, and a godless society in which technology is our moral compass, that is, transhumanism. The operatives of the foreign-owned U.S. Corp are deeply rooted throughout the news and information networks, academia, government, society, uh, colloquial referred, uh, colloquially referred to as the deep state, the shadow government, and the swamp. The operatives perform with a hive mind because they are guilty of treason, a crime punishable by death, hence the 2A. They are desperate to hide their complicity and thus they systematically target, demonize, and even suicide 
all who threaten to expose their treachery and malfeasance. Number 29, the operatives of the U.S. Corp favor unbridled immigration because it is the most expedient way to destroy the country from within. Flooding America with illegal immigrants without allowing them time to assimilate ensures arrogance, separation, and anti-Americanism and anger, animosity, and conflict with the people. By design, we can also expect the steady delusion of the principles, ethics, and systems that made America successful. Moreover, the majority of illegal immigrants are majority of illegal immigrants and ethics and systems that made America successful. Moreover, the majority of illegal immigrants are likely to vote for Democrats who legislate according to the will of the foreign owners of the U.S. Corp. Number 30, because Let's see. Um, I forgot what that's about. Some of this in this reading, this thing, some of the words are are it's misprinted, uh, typos or whatever. And actually, I forgot what the number thirty starts off with because of the. I'm going to say because of the free, open, open, largely unchanged internet reveals the hidden heist of America and the criminal network that operates in the shadows, the owners of the U.S. Corp., the predators of crimes against humanity, or America and humanity, are tightly concerned about exposure. To ensure the people do not wake up, organize, and enact justice, they censor the information we see, ply us with psychoactive drugs, make us complacent with money from government, distract us with uh, simp, uh, eternal video games promote us with meaningless sporting event, sporting events one after another. Um, yeah. So the men, you notice that the drugs, the men are hooked on drugs and. Right now it's fentanyl, and it's killing. Fentanyl is killing about a hundred thousand people a year now. Then you got heroin and what cocaine and whatever. Fentanyl laced with a tranquilizer, horse tranquilizer, and it just keeps going. And it, it's all on purpose. It's all on purpose so that we are not capable of defending ourselves. Number 31, in conjunction with skewed statistics, deceptive polls, false facts, and the omission of decisive information, the owners of the U.S. Corp. promote anti-Americanism and their New World Order agenda. Fake news keeps the people disoriented, misinformed, and divided over ethnicity, gender, sexual orientation, religion, and economic class. Meanwhile, their debt system enslaves their grip, ever lightens through surveillance and florination tightens okay let me reread that their debt system enslaves us their grip ever tightens through surveillance and florination vaccination and other technologies are deployed to weaken any substantive opposition why do you think help us atrazine i just remember alex jones atrazine and making the frogs gay 
Well, that's true. That's actually happening. Atrazine in the water is like 3,000 3, times the level that they gave to these frogs that turned them the male frogs to female. And that's in our water, our drinking water. Why do you think, oh, there's so many soy boys wearing tight jeans? It's, it's, it's on purpose. It's not just that their they're, they're tendencies that way. They're actually being triggered to turn that way, to turn soft and complacent and apathetic so that they will not stand up and be men. There is an attack on our country and attack on men because men, the men are the ones that are supposed to stand up and protect their families. Why do you think there's an attack on the families? Because the men are the protectors. It's all on purpose. Wake up. Number 32, the owners of the U.S. Corp are working incessantly to disarm the millions of law-abiding patriots who stand in the way of their totalitarianism. Oppressive New World Order. By the way of orchestrated mass shootings, the owners of the U.S. Corps will continue to terrorize the people until we assent to comprehensive background checks. The word comprehensive is nebulous and undefined, allowing for battery of psychological and medical testing ever expanding until large individuals are deemed emotionally unstable and a danger to society. True to the predictions of every futuristic book and movie, uh, like what, 1984, patriotic Americans will be disarmed by the way of political profiling under the guise of screening for mental health. They're making a mockery of us. I mean, Joe Biden, he's not the president. That's why I don't call him president. I call President Donald Trump president because President Donald Trump is president. Joe Biden is just a puppet from Obama. Obama's behind the scenes running the regime. But they're making a mockery of us with the decrepit uh, geriatric that needs to be in a nursing home. He's president? Yeah, right. But people are so brainwashed they don't see what the truth of what's happening they won't step stand up number 33 through their vast indoctrination machine the foreign owners of u.s corp have convinced the people that america is a democracy and that democracy is the highest form of government this is problematic because democracy is by definition mob rule Democracies invariably fail because the majority mob always demands more and more public monies and services procured through excessive taxation and other socialistic-like policies resulting in economic ruin, runaway debt, fiscal collapse, and ultimately social implosion, opening the door for the promised prediction, dreadful and ever-looming New World Order. Because sovereignty is not sustainable, without exploring the ills of democracy and reestablishing our elevated constitutional republic, we are compelled to make the following proclamations. A. The world democracy does not appear anywhere in the America's founding documents because the framers knew that democracy in any form or disguise is fatally flawed leading invariably to oppression, unrest, societal failure, violence, and death. B. All modern forms of government are elected democratically. 
they dif differentiated only by who makes the decision after elections are over. C. In a democracy, citizens in the majority make the sales, making leaving those in the minority oppressed. Consequently, a democracy is always noisy, divisive, divided, insufficient, unsteady, combustible, fiscally irresponsible, and short-lived. I think that was supposed to say, in a democracy, citizens in the majority make the laws or the rules, leaving those in the minority oppressed, consequently. Now, this is a transcript I'm reading. It's not, I don't think, the finalized version, of course. But, D, America was established as a constitutional republic. Those elected must not do the bidding of the citizen majority. Rather, they must do what is best for their district of state, despite the majority will. In this way, all citizens are represented equally, and no one is suppressed making a constitutional republic quiet, steady, efficient, and preferred. E. Although the word democracy feels good, it is founded on mob rule, making it akin to socialism, communism, and every other tyrannical form of government. F. Finally, Article QV, Section 4 of the U.S. Constitution resolves any doubt. The United States shall guarantee to every state in the Union a republican form of government. Having exposed the greatest heist and cover-up in history, we are able to summarize. America and its assets were quietly hijacked, and the cover-up has resulted in unthinkable crimes against the people and humanity. Allowing the hostile takeover to stand will lead eventually to complete and irreversible subjugation, complete and irreversible subjugation and the eradication of truth, justice, and all that is good. This second Declaration of Independence distinguishes the United States of America from the subversive United States Corporation. It asserts that the U.S. Corp. was formed illegally, that it is foreign-owned, and that its shareholders have been quietly at war with America for over 150 years. Treasonous operatives embedded within government and the fake news networks purposely divide the citizenry and facilitate conflict among the nations. To hide that U.S. Corp. was formed illegally, that is foreign-owned, and that its shareholders have quietly at war, been at war with America for over 150 years. Treasonous operatives embedded with the government and the fake news networks purposely divide the citizenry, facilitate conflict among the natives to hide that U.S. Corp. Is, is and always has been the only real enemy of America. This second Declaration of Independence also repudiates with conviction. U.S. Corp's satanically inspired plan for world governance, in addition to being of, by, and for the elite, and not the people, their falsely advertised pseudo-utopian, unelected, totalitarian New World Order, would supplant America's sovereignty and extinguish forever any semblance of liberty and prosperity. Because natural inclinations predispose human beings to be short-sighted, malleable, and easily bamboozled, one might presume the American people should bear responsibility for being swindled out of their homeland, inherited from their forefathers who procured and secured it at great expense and much sacrifice, and for slowly but steadily trading their largely unappreciated blessings of liberty, opportunity, and the prosperity for trinkets in the form of unearned comforts, frivolous indulgences, and gluttonous pleasures. 
However, the transfer of ownership from the American people was not conducted openly and with candor, but clandestinely through calculated design and nefarious means without body consent and unconstitutionally. It is for the latter reason that the American people claim their right to rectification, that the greatest heist in history was effected outside the constraints of the U.S. Constitution, and that those who were elected to represent America's best interests transgressed their fiduciary responsibility and exceeded their authority warrants this proclamation that the American people are rightful owners of our land, our labor, and our well-being, our future, and our children for our benefit and the benefit of our posterity. As with any negotiated peace after years of atrocities committed by parties at war, we seek neither vengeance nor demand justice for past transgressions. The, sim the simply adjure the return of what rightfully belongs to the people and avow firmly, emphatically, publicly, and officially that America shall forever remain a sovereign nation, free, self-directed, and not affiliated or dependent upon any version, variation of the present plan or innovated new world order. We entreat a bloodless solution wherein you cease all destruction activities, including false flag events, dissolve U.S. Corp. and other illicit legal structures and custodial instruments, return our land and assets, including our gold and silver, redirect the tax collected on our labor back to America, and have your deep state shadow government operatives retire, withdrawing your influence in an orderly fashion so society continues to thrive and trade for your, you keeping your wealth, your position, and your heads. In response to questions regarding legitimacy, efficacy, and process, throwing off the shackles of a national uh, thraldom is elementary and unambiguous, as evidenced by the separation of the 13 colonies from Britain in 1776 and the Mexican people from Spain in 1825. A formal declar declaration held by the authority representations, procedures, or procures independence that is immediate, whole, consummate, infrangible and unencumbered by obligation, condition, or imposition. As we enter grievous territory, we reflect on the precarious road our forefathers forged when they judiciously severed the political and familial ties that bound them. Our hearts are also filled with uh, melancholy and trepidation, yet we too are resolute in our posture and positions from being confronted with no better option. Despite the manifest peril, the consequences of acquiescence are graver still, compelling us to claim solemnly our independence once again. So in support of this declaration with its firm reliance, our reliance on the protection of divine providence, we mutually pledge to each other our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. The 56 signatories of the task force are to be affixed at the time of presentation to Congress, the president, the 50 state legislators, and the governors of the respective states. That is the second Declaration of Independence. Now, I cannot confirm that it has been signed by the 56 signatories, but I've been told that it has been signed. I'm sure this rough draft was 
corrected all the typos and then it was signed by the task force and that was three years ago that is what I am declaring today I am declaring independence from this tyrannical government but there's one thing that should be added I already mentioned it but it's the uh, big pharma and their medical overreach the fact that they killed people in the hospitals with the death protocol with uh, Fauci's death protocol in the hospitals with the fake PCR test and then they admitted them to the hospital put them on a ventilator which would blow out their lungs and it, instead of the ventilator it should have been nutrition it should have been vitamin C vitamin D um, but instead they put them on ventilators and then they put them on remdesivir or Valkyrie um, there's, and some other drugs. They would put them on morphine, which would shut your body down also when you didn't need it. But remdesivir would shut your kidneys down and it would fill your lungs with water, which would make it look like pneumonia. And after 10 days or before 10 days, that patient would be dead every time. And that's what happened. In the pandemic, they deliberately killed people in the hospitals and they killed people once they released the vaccines. And like I said, I mentioned it was the, like the Holocaust. Well, Israel is the most vaccinated country in the world. They're like at a 90, they're over 95% vaccinated. 19% um, of the United States of America did not get. A single vaccine 19% but Israel is at over 95% vaccinated and they're up at like their fourth or fifth boosters and they have the highest death rate so now all they have to wait do is wait for them to die and they're dropping like flies as we speak so I'm declaring independence from these tyrants the one world order These elites, everything put into this declaration, this second declaration of independence, which it says states that it was signed by President Donald Trump on July 4, 2020. So that is the, the state of the union this current time. We need to take back our independence because we're not independent. We need to quit being ignorant of the fact. We need to stand up as men and women and regain our freedoms. And we need to make our appeal to heaven as George Washington did. I'm going to close in prayer. Well, let me first read this as I challenge you to stand up on Independence Day and declare your independence. This is a letter from John Fred or John Mullenberg to his brother Frederick Mullenberg. This is a pastor, one of the uh, I would say he was the one of the black robe preachers. That's what they all end up being labeled in the Revolutionary War. 
He says, I am a clergyman, it is true, but I am a member of society as well as the poorest of laymen, and my liberty is as dear to me as to any man. Shall I then sit still and enjoy myself at home when the best blood of the continent is spilling? Heaven forbid it. Do you think if America should be conquered, I should be safe? Far from it. And would you not sooner fight like a man than die like a dog? I am called by my country to its defense. The cause is just and noble, and so far am I from thinking that I am wrong. I am convinced it is my duty so to do, a duty I owe to my God and to my country. I agree with that as a pastor, preacher. I'm standing up for God's people. Let's pray. Dear Father, Lord, we thank you for today. We thank you for your many blessings. Thank you for what you've done for us, what you've given us. And I thank you that you're here and that we can make an appeal to heaven as the General George Washington did to you. He even made the flag one of their first, our country's first flags was an appeal to heaven. I pray that we continue in that, that train of thought, continue in that we must rely completely on you and not government. We should throw off these chains of these tyrants in obedience to you and live for you and to serve you and declare our independence again and, and, and secure it. Life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness for our children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren until Jesus Christ come again. And we're thankful for what you've done, what you've given us. We'll give you the glory and the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for joining, and today, and I'll see you next time.